Today's episode is one that we feel like a lot of you can resonate with because today we are talking about seasons of waiting and just how hard waiting can be whenever you want something so badly. So today, Katie and I are sharing a very difficult season that we both have been in. Um, they're two very different seasons in themselves, but it all goes back to just being in a season of waiting, waiting on God's perfect timing and just trusting his will for our lives in all aspects. So no matter what kind of season of waiting you're in, we hope that today's podcast episode resonates with you. It helps you, encourages you in some way. And if you need to talk or vent about a situation that you're going through, please do not ever hesitate to reach out. We are here for you and we love you and we just want to do anything we can to support you during these hard times if you're going through something like this. So without further ado, we hope you love today's episode. You're listening to the Worth Women Podcast, a show to encourage ambitious women to recognize their worth and pursue their entrepreneurial business dreams. Your hosts are Worth Women co-founders, Katie Brocious and Kezia Filak. Katie left teaching and started her own interior design studio, and Kezia left her corporate job and started her own graphic design company. They are now six-figure earners who live life on their own terms because they took a leap of faith and followed their God-given talents. They're on a mission to help women of all backgrounds do the same. Everyone is welcome here. Grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's dive in. Hey guys, so on today's episode, we are going to be discussing the different seasons of waiting. I felt like this was laid on my heart for a reason, and I'm excited to share some of the things that I've been going through in life, juggling business and personal life, and I know Kezia has some things to share as well. Um, seasons of waiting, they are hard. It's it's a season of just learning so much about yourself and investing in yourself and just growing closer to God, which I think is the ultimate reason that we are put through a season of waiting. Um, we've mentioned before that you can't plant and harvest at the same time. And I know that some of you ladies and men are... Um, you know, planting the seeds right now. And while we all wish the harvest season would come immediately, it doesn't. Um, and Kezia and I are going to talk about some different strategies, strategies and things that we have experienced throughout our season of waiting. Yeah. And I just, I'm, I'm, this episode probably could not come at a more perfect time. Cause like you said, we're both in seasons of waiting right now. And, I feel like what we're going to talk about today, we haven't really talked about at all this year. Yes. And it's two very big things that are happening in our life that I feel like a lot of people can connect with. And just, it's not even the two areas that we're going to talk about. It's also just, like you said, the season of waiting. And, you know, a lot of times in business, whenever you're planting that seed and you're waiting for that little you know, my analogy is the little leaf to sprout and just like waiting to see something happening because with harvest, it takes so long to see your fruit come to fruition. Right. It's the same thing in business and in life. And it's just learning patience. And I think when God made me, I think, 
I think he tripped, <laughs> like spilt all of the patients out of the cup because none ended up in my bucket. Like literally no patients whatsoever ended up in my bucket. And this season that I am currently in, that I've been in this whole year has taught me so much about patients. Mm-hmm. And hopefully by the end of the season, I will be a little better with it. But that is, you know, one of the biggest things that I will be taking away is just learning how to be patient while those roots are taking place. Mm-hmm. And they always say you should never pray for patience because God's going to give you several seasons and phases and experiences to where you're going to learn the most about patience. So, oh, um, sure. I mean, even I didn't even pray for it. And he was like, <laughs> oh, this is your Christmas gift is a, a year of patience. So yes, yeah. yeah, so let's, let's dive into it. Um, so In all honesty, I wish I could say that I am in a season of hustling with business and, you know, just trying to get my business to the next level. But I'm honestly in a business where it's just I'm focusing on my husband and me like that is the season that I'm in every decision, every um, experience circumstance that we come across, like my husband is my number one priority in any decision I make to move forward. Um, So full transparency, my husband and I are in the midst of infertility. Um, This is not something that I share with a lot of people, but I just wanted to let you know, because this is a full season of being patient and just completely waiting and trusting in him. Um, Ryan and I have been on this infertility journey for about two years now. And um, even like, I think this is why it was laid on my heart because last night I just, my favorite time with my husband is in bed for obvious reasons, but (laughs) we're not going to get into that. (laughs) I love going to bed with my husband because that is our time. We talk about our hopes, our dreams, our goals, um, what's going on in our life. It's just our one-on-one time and it's our time for him to, you know, I lay there and read and sometimes I bug the crap out of him, but that's just my favorite time with him. And Ryan's usually always the one that falls asleep first and I'm totally okay with it. But I just found myself praying over Ryan and just, you know, praying and being so grateful this for this season that we're in, because I know, you know, as parents that are listening, you're like, okay, this, there is no time for bed together, or, you know, you're constantly putting the kids to bed or, you know, getting them milk or water or, you know, cleaning the house afterwards, but like that is our sacred time. And I'm just so grateful to be able to lay next to my husband and talk about our dreams and our aspirations and where we want to go in five and 10 years. So I just found myself praying over him and just being so thankful for this season, this particular season that we're in. And so, yeah, the decisions that we make are now based off of, you know, what's our future going to look like together and stuff like that. So I'm really not in that business mindset to where I'm making all of our decisions for our business and our future. It's more for our future family. Yeah. And I love that. And, you know, a big part of the waiting season is you have to find, you have to find joy in the little things. And 
like if you're just so focused on what's happening to you, you're not able to see what's happening around you and like the little blessings along the way. And, you know, I've been along this journey with you the last couple of years and, you know, watched you, you know, just be so strong. And I just, you know, your courage throughout, you know, your divorce before. And then now through this, like you just, you've always been such a motivation and just an inspiration for me just to, no matter what life throws at me, like I will always be able to handle it because I see how strong you are. And, you know, watching you go through your divorce, I was like, you know, I don't know how she's so strong. I don't know if I could be so strong if that ever happened to me until it did happen to me. And earlier this year, I filed for divorce and I knew, I knew that there was going to be a lot of change happening in my life. That's obvious. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't expect was the loneliness that I was going to feel. And I think like you were talking about with, you know, just being thankful for this season, even though it's so hard, like I'm able to look back on the last six months of this year and just like love this single season that I'm in now. And it was so freaking hard at first because I was so lonely. Like we had just bought a house and now I was in this house by myself and just reminded of, you know, what wasn't going to be my life anymore. And I just wanted someone so badly. And now I'm like, you know, this single season, like I'm able to do whatever I want. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's so much freedom in it. And I couldn't see that at first. And so now I find joy in just the little things like, like a cup of coffee or, you know, having my dog here or whatever the case may be. It's just like the smallest things that I used to not even acknowledge. Like I've now like begun to appreciate. And it was actually my devotion yesterday is the first line of it said, wait patiently while I bless you. And it just hits such close to home because like you were talking about too, you know, during this season of waiting and, you know, figuring out this new single season, like I haven't been single in nine years and it's hard to just be like, gosh, this sucks and da, 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 but there's so many good things that are still happening right around, around you. Like my business is still thriving. Your business is still thriving. Like we have amazing friendships and amazing and still amazing opportunities that are happening for us. And just life just goes on mm-hmm. and to just find join the little things during this season of hardship. Yeah. And, you know, throughout this entire journey, like it has been such a beautiful experience to watch you take your power back and find yourself again. I mean, the amount of work I have witnessed you putting into yourself is admirable, 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 admirable. Sorry. However you want to say it. <laughs> it's admirable. And I truly believe that whatever season you're going through, especially through that season of waiting, God is preparing you. God is not going to send you on the battlefield without any training. And I feel like, you know, I always say when I went through my divorce, I didn't know what, you know, self-help was. I didn't know how to invest in myself and to pour into myself, but you've been doing it for the you know, the past, how many years have you owned your business? Seven years? Like you have been doing the work and that was preparing you for this moment. Of course, we could have never seen this divorce happening. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a shock to me, but then it wasn't a shock to me at all. But 
you have done so much work to where I, I feel like God gave you the tools and the resources that you needed for this season of loneliness. Yeah. And, you know, just pick watching you pick yourself back up and constantly putting the work in is just it, it's such a beautiful thing to witness. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I mean, the same for you and for those listening, any any season of waiting, whether it's a new job opportunity or if it's the next career move or if it's the next you know step in your business or if it's something personal like me and Katie are currently going through, it's it's just going to take taking each day as it is mm-hmm. because we only, and I know this is so cliche to say, but like we only get like each day once and God has set so many, like, I, I think I heard this on TikTok, which I say a lot on this podcast, but I get a lot of my stuff off TikTok too. Um, but there's this girl that talks about just, just finding the little joys in every day and like how you never know, like when, whenever you wake up, how your day is going to end. And that's the beauty of not knowing. And the beauty of the unknown is Mm -hmm. that by the end of today, something incredible could happen. Like I never know when I'm going to meet my future husband. Like, Mm -hmm. and if I did know that, then it would take away the surprise and the excitement of that moment because I already know what's going to happen. And so I feel like in these seasons of waiting, like the unknown is so scary, but it's also so incredible at the same time because we're going to be surprised. Like when you find out you're pregnant, it is going to be the most amazing feeling you've ever felt in your life because it's something that you've wanted for so long and worked so hard for. And then you never know when that moment's going to come. Right. And when it does, it's just going to be like, freaking Christmas times mm-hmm. a million. And the same thing for me, like whenever I meet my future husband one day, I mean, I don't know. I could have already met him. I have no idea. <laughs> but just knowing that like one day, whenever it all works out, it's just, I'm going to be sitting in those feelings of like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when I get engaged again or get married, it's just like, this is it. Like, and those, and that season of waiting, like taking every single day and just, like acknowledging all the little wonderful surprises that happen along the way. And it doesn't have to be like around your situation, but like if you get a good parking spot or if your coffee tastes really good or something just really works out for you that you didn't expect, like it's just little wins along the way that you can still enjoy while we're still waiting on the big thing. Right. Right. And what I've realized throughout and what I've learned throughout this entire infertility journey, it's that you can't resist life in your waiting season. You've got to embrace every opportunity that comes your way because I felt like, especially my first year in, you know, struggling to get pregnant, I was putting so many things off because I was like, okay, I could be pregnant or this isn't going to serve my body at this moment or serve me at this moment and help me get pregnant. I was making every single decision based off of if I was pregnant or not. And that's no way to live. Yeah. And it got to the point where my husband and I really truly had to sit down and discuss like, what is life going to look like a what is life going to look like for us if we don't get pregnant this year? Mm-hmm. And while that was a hard pill to swallow, we made a pact that we're not, we're no longer going to put life on hold because we're expecting one thing to happen. Yeah. I'm still going to take on certain jobs that, you know, 
Hopefully, I am pregnant through that season, but I'm taking on bigger jobs. I'm not putting them off anymore. I'm not putting vacations on hold anymore if I could or could not be pregnant. Ryan and I are going to Atelier next year, whether I'm pregnant or not. And, you know, and I'm okay with that. But you can't put life on hold because you're waiting for a certain outcome. That's not God, how God wants you to live. Yeah. And if you truly trust in him and what he has planned for you, you know, that's not a part of the plan. But one of the best things that has come in this throughout this season is just growing closer to him, mm-hmm. trusting in him and knowing that he is placing every opportunity in our path mm-hmm. for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. And that's probably one of the biggest things that I have learned, you know, going through my situation is that like his timing is everything. Yes. And there is nothing like I through and through, I am a control. I feel like I like to be in control. I like, I'm a planner. I like to know what's going to happen. I like to be, I like to be able to anticipate Yes. What I need to do, mm-hmm. like when things happen or how things happen. And I have had to learn to let go of basically all control. Mm-hmm. And it feels weird because I just constantly hear God telling me patience, patience, trust my timing, trust my process. And it's like, if you think about like the interstate and like traffic signals and like when, like when you stop, when you go, like everything is based on timing to perfectly you know, move traffic through an intersection. And that's truly how life is in all these situations that all of us are navigating is that we want something so badly, but God already sees what's going to happen in our life from a bird's eye view. And he's like, Hey, this has to happen first. Or, you know, this hasn't happened in your business yet because this, like, you know, X, Y, Z, like you'll get what I'm saying, but it all orchestrates a certain way because God has the best outcomes possible for you in your life, even if you can't see it yet, which most of the times we can't see it yet. We can't see that far into the future. And it's just believing in his timing that, you know, whatever thing we want so badly, if it doesn't work out, the only other option is something better is going to take its place. Mm -hmm. Nothing worse is going to take its place. Something better is going to take its place. And it's just believing that concept that if this doesn't work out, God's got something already lined up for me that's already in the works. That's going to make me even happier or work out for me even better. Mm Mm-hmm. And throughout your journey of waiting and through your journey of healing, like be so aware of how your prayers change. I feel like at the beginning, I was like, Lord, please give us a baby. Please bless us with a baby. Please heal my body, everything like that to now, Lord, help me understand. Mm -hmm. Help me understand this season. Help Mm -hmm. me appreciate this season because I know you have abundance for me in the future, but please help me understand and trust in you. Um, This past month was really hard and Kezia understands that because Kezia is usually the first phone call I make after, you know, I hear some hard news and, you know, the procedure that we've been waiting to have over the past three months got bumped another month. So it's been three months that we've been waiting to have this certain procedure before we can move on to um, being able to have or do the procedure of an IUI. Um, So you know, I, they called us, they told us, I cried on the phone with the nurse, bless her heart. Um, she probably hears it all the time, but I know she could f- feel the pain, you know, through my voice. 
But, you know, I, I called Ryan and I, I shared with him what was going on. And Ryan was just like, trust, trust and understand this season because I, he, he, Ryan was like, I know that we will be blessed with a baby. You have to believe it too. You know, and of course I struggled with it. I cried hard for, you know, a couple of hours. And then I realized, okay, something else is in the works and I can't see it, but I know something is coming. Mm -hmm. I know it may not be a baby, but there's something in the works to where God is going to bless us. And we're going to see that we've had to wait these three months for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just the hardest thing about infertility is being hopeful and then having it ripped away from you immediately and you not having anything to cling on to. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm just so thankful. And if there's something that came from this last, you know, push of the procedure, it's how much I see the desires of my husband and I see his heart and I see that he wants this just as badly as I do. And that he is going to continue to pray for me, pray over me, pray with me. And I am just so thankful for a husband that prays over me. I don't, I think that, you know, when I went through the divorce before, that's something that I've always wanted was a God fearing man. Mm -hmm. And I just know that in this, I I just appreciate my husband so much more. And I feel like we're on complete spectrums right now because I'm obsessed with my husband and you are in a different season. But I feel like that's what works so well for us is that we are in completely different seasons, yet we respect each other where we're at. And, you know, we always say friendship first, business second. And while we are going through so much pain and heartache, there's not a day that goes by to where Kezi is not checking in on me, to where Kezi is not sending me her devotional and telling me, you know, I prayed over you. I want this for you. And it makes me so emotional because like, guys, if you don't have someone like this in your corner, it's time to reevaluate your friendships and find that person because in your season of waiting, your support system is so important. Absolutely, It's so important because you and you alone cannot get yourself through this loneliness and through this pain and through this waiting season. Mm-hmm. Um, God, number one, and your family and your friends are second. So just keep that in mind that you should never face, you know, a waiting season alone. Yeah. And I just have to literally second everything you said, because the biggest thing that's grown out of the last six months of my life is my relationship with God. Mm. And I, I pray every day. I pray every morning and I pray throughout the day if something else comes to mind. And I can't remember what verse it is in the Bible, but it literally talks about just ask. And if you seek the Lord, like you will receive it. Mm-hmm. And I have gotten so specific on what I'm asking for every day. Like mm-hmm. there are things, you know, with finances, with my, my, my career, you know, like what my future looks like, like the man I'm looking for, like everything. And I am very specific. And I'm like, it's okay. Like whatever, and whatever you're praying for or asking God for, it's okay to be specific and talk to him. Like you would a best friend. Like mm-hmm. there's probably some days he's like, He's probably like, you're really going to talk to me like that? And I'm like, what's up, Jesus? Like, what up, daddy? (laughs) 
Um, it's Kezia here, you know, probably for the seventh time today, but just check in, just make sure you don't forget about me. <laughs> but I, I hope and plan and pray to always be this close to God. And that is what I'm going to strive for the rest of my life. So if there's anything that has come out of this divorce, it's the fact that I am so confident in my relationship with God and know that, you know, moving forward, that is very important to me is to have someone that values the same thing and just knows that none of this can be possible without having a relationship of some kind with God and believing that there is a higher power and that he is capable of literally anything you ask of him. There's nothing he cannot do. Right. And secondly, just, you know, I know how you talked about me, but you, like, you have been a huge rock for me. Like as someone who's already been through this process and season, like you have helped me so much and just checking in with me and, going to get margaritas on a Tuesday. (laughs) I am not shameful about that (laughs) admission and just being a friend before a business owner, because I feel like we've been asked so many times, is you and Katie's relationship, like actually how it, how y'all portray it online. And I'm like, hand on the Bible, like on my grandmother's grave. Like that is how it is. Like I, like we don't fight, we don't like we, we truly support each other. And even though we are in two completely different seasons of life, we still coexist so well together. Right. And, you know, you don't have to worry about the people that aren't in your life anymore or that aren't in that season with you. Like God's put the people that you need in your life in that season for a reason. And the people that have left, whether it's through, if you're going through a divorce or if you are struggling in your marriage, you know, there is, there are reasons why God puts you through these situations. And like, if he removes someone out of your life, or even if it's a friendship or family member, take that as just face value. Like God's removing people out of your life for reasons that you can't see yet. But hindsight is 2020. Mm-hmm. And so surround yourself with people that make you feel loved, seen, heard, and understood through this season, because they are going to be the backbone of how you crawl out of whatever season you're in. Yes. And they will be there through it with you. And even if that's all their purposes for that season, then that's what they were there for. But don't allow people in this season of your life that even make you feel the slightest about anything because your your mental health through all of this is most important. Absolutely. And God's not going to waste your season of waiting. He's no. not going to waste it. There's a reason why you are going through it at this moment. And they say you're the best at serving the person that you once were. And I feel like God put me through my divorce so that I could use my story to help other women who go through it as well. And I, you know, never in a million years did I think both you and I would be going through a divorce. Um, But I feel like while I haven't been able to answer every single question you've had about it, I know how to just be there. I know how to just be there and help you anticipate certain things because I experienced them myself. I knew that one of the hardest things you were going to have to do was go home to an empty house. Yeah. And so I was just like, you know, if you want me to come stay with you, if you want me to come with you to your house, because it Mm. was right. It was throughout the conference. Yeah. So we were, Kezi and I were staying together in a hotel room for four days straight and he was moving out 
And I knew that you were going to have to walk into that house by yourself. And you know what? I knew you were stronger than me in that moment because you were like, no, I have to do this on my own. And I thought that was such a powerful moment for you because you did have to do that on your own. I felt like when I was going through my divorce, I almost relied too much on other people and didn't sit in that quiet loneliness by myself because I was too afraid of it. Yeah. But I didn't have the resources and the tools and the I didn't do the work on myself prior to my divorce like you have. Um, so I feel like you definitely have, you know, your best foot forward in that aspect. Um, but but yeah, God's not going to waste your season of waiting and he's going to use you to help the person that comes up behind you. Absolutely. And I mean, you're so right. Like you, like your story of infertility will help someone else one day and you'll be able to pour into someone else and help them through all the struggles that they will go through, just like you helped me and have helped me through my divorce. And I hope that one day my story of, you know, why I walked away and how I have learned to love myself for the first time truly in my life and have discovered self-worth for the first time in my life and all of the hardships and the nights that I cried, like hyperventilating, crying, trying to work through these emotions of being the one that left because of the reasons that I did. And it wasn't, it was not the easiest decision. It was the hardest decision I've ever made in my life. But if I can help someone else one day just find their self-worth through doing the hardest thing they'll ever do in their life and watch them come out on the other side, then my life's purpose will be fulfilled. Mm. And, you know, like one last thing I'll leave you with too, is that, you know, any emotions that you come, that come with your season of waiting, like whether you're going through infertility, you're going through a divorce, like you're waiting for something that you want so badly. Like when those feelings of hardship come, embrace them. Like don't try to shove them down or act like they don't exist because they're there for a reason. And we feel things as women for a reason. And it's important to process those things and then, and then move on. Like, so if you're sad about something one day or you feel a certain way about something, like process it, embrace it, cry if you need to. And then the next day, pick yourself back up and keep going because it's a roller coaster in this waiting season. Like, it's not just going to be, it's not just like one day you just pop out and it's all over with. Like, it's, it's, it fluctuates. Mm-hmm. You have good days, you have bad days and waiting is hard. And, you know, like you said, this, the season, there's a, the season is for a reason. And one day you'll be able to see it, even if it's not now in a couple months in a couple years, but you're going to be able to look back and be like, I am so glad God put me through this because of who it made me and who I am now. Absolutely. And don't be ashamed of your story and don't be ashamed of your season that you're in right now. I feel like, you know, I was so ashamed of not of going through this journey of fertility. I thought something was wrong with me. I thought something was wrong with my body and that I just am not meant to be a mother. But as my, you know, as my mindset changed, my prayers changed, and I just understand that this is a different season for me and that God truly just wants me to sit 
to sit and be still and just embrace everything that's going on. Because I feel like leading up to this fertility journey, I was go, go, go. I didn't have time to sit. I didn't have time. I didn't have quiet time. But that's all this has been over the past two years is just being quiet and sitting with him. Yeah. And, you know, share your story, share your struggles and what you're going through. I remember walking into um, a coffee shop. I was sitting there doing some work for the business and I saw a friend that I had known for a couple of years, but we hadn't spoken for a couple of years. And she was just like, Hey, how are you? And I was like, what are you up to? And she's like, I'm writing a book. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, tell me about it. I want to, you know, support you. And she was like, it's about my fertility journey. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like I knew God lined us up for that reason. And she told me about what she went through, the procedures she went through, and she still checks in on me and, you know, asks what the next steps are and everything like that. So there's so much beauty in sharing your story and letting people know that they are not alone. Um, because I feel like more and more people are coming out telling me what their fertility journey was. And it, it's happening more often than not. I thought that I was, you know, one of the very few, but people are going through fertility. They're going through divorce. They're going through sickness. They're going through all of these things. You just have to open that door mm-hmm. and allow for that conversation to happen. And then just watch God move in your relationship with them. Absolutely. So if any, anyone listening, if you are currently in a season of waiting and you need support, you just need someone to listen or just to be there for you, please reach out to us, send us a DM on Instagram, email us, however you need to. We are here to support you in any way we can. Uh, we hope today's episode has been helpful on seasons of waiting. We know everyone's season looks different. And we hope that, like we said, that that our stories one day can help someone else coming up behind us and just navigating the hard seasons of life. So anyways, we love you all. We are here for you. Please DM us, reach out, and we will see you next week on the Worth Women podcast. Thanks for listening to the Worth Women podcast. To connect with Katie and Kezia, find show notes for this episode and resources mentioned, visit theworthwomen.com and follow us on Instagram at worth underscore women. If you found value in this episode, please leave us a rating and review. We appreciate you. Until next time.